Hello and welcome to the weekly Bible wrap-up, where I, as a fellow Christ follower, learning and growing in the faith, as imperfect as anybody, relates the summary of the Bible's readings for the week, and I add a little bit of commentary about just whatever is on my mind about how that week's reading affected me, or maybe some comparisons, just whatever's on my mind, in the hope that this will help you in your pursuit of learning and growing in the Word of God. Starting at the beginning with Genesis. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the true Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Probably one of the more famous openings of any book and any line anywhere literally starts at the beginning. Genesis goes on to, of course, go through the first six days about creating life. And when he ended up creating man, he breathed life into man after creating him from the dust of the ground. And then, of course, God created the first woman from a rib from Adam, the first man. And they had only one instruction for his creation of human beings. You can have this entire paradise, live in paradise, no sickness, no problems, no hunger. But you have to not eat of the tree of knowledge, the apple story. Of course, we all know what happens. Adam eats, or rather, Eve eats, and Adam eats. And they were both there. There's been some debate about Eve convincing Adam to do it, but really I think that they share equally in the biting of the apple. They both sinned and therefore have committed all of us to a life of sin, sin and needing redemption and righteousness. Now back then, as according to the Bible, the first humans' lifespans were extremely long. Adam lived 930 years. There was also a species of folks out there called the Nephilim. I think I'm pronouncing that right. They're giants. Perhaps maybe they were the forerunners to the Neanderthals. I, I don't know. As we go through the story, we get to another famous story from Genesis that virtually everybody, even if you're not a biblical scholar, knows of, and that's the story of Noah and the ark. I know that when I was a child, I was enthralled by a, a series called In Search Of, hosted by Leonard Nimoy, who is, of course, best known for his role as Mr. Spock in the Star Trek franchise. And the one of the episodes did research on an expedition trying to find Noah's Ark. And I think they found like a little piece of wood, but they couldn't definitively date it or something along those lines. And I also remember with regards to the flood, um, Carl Sagan had a, a theory for the flood that may, perhaps it was a, a meteor strike in the Persian Gulf, and that caused the flood. But there's some things that don't gel with the biblical story there. For example, not only was there water from above, but there was water that welled up from the deep. Well, the Noah story really presents Noah as a second Adam and a second chance of redemption for the human race. And God seals his covenant 
going forward with the sign of the multicolored rainbow, which of course is a prism effect through raindrops that produces the spectrum so that we can see that beautiful sign of the covenant between man and God in the sky. And then moving on to the story, we find that we, we are introduced to Abram, who later becomes Abraham. And through him, he will make the great nation. And we end with Abram in Genesis 15, that he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for right. He counted on it to him for righteousness. Okay, so a lot happens in the first book of the Bible, the first part of Genesis. We really go from literally nothing, voidless, nothingness, and we stretch across all that voidless and nothingness to where now we have a people and a people who have already discovered sin very effectively, very efficiently, I guess it could be that the human race, because of free will, discovered how to sin. And then the first sign that God's going to provide for us a path of righteousness, even though we had sinned and moved away from him. Now, one of the things that I like to do, that I'm planning to do with this podcast is to talk a little bit more about current culture and current thoughts as it relates to the reading. Now, I already mentioned a little bit about, um, say, Carl Sagan and also uh, Leonard Nimoy. Or is it pronounced Nimoy? I think it's Nimoy. And uh, their respective uh, uh, Nimoy's In Search of show on Noah's Ark and Sagan's take on the possibility on how the flood happened. You know, I did not grow up really understanding or even being exposed to the Bible outside of having a children's book of the Bible, which was basically an illustrated art book, picture book. And, and I think the Noah story was the one that I found the most fascinating. Maybe it was because of my pre-engineering mind um, that I always wondered, how did they build the ark? Why was it these dimensions? What is a qubit? All of this stuff, absolutely fascinating. And I love seeing shows that that demonstrate that actually as as built from what is in the Bible, that models are very resilient to being in a in a tossing sea. And I'm also amazed too at the length of the lifespans that we started out being almost like a thousand years that our lifespan was, and then it's come down to maybe a maximum of a uh, hundred, hundred and twenty, something like that. And I don't understand that, but that's okay because we're never going to be able to understand the immensity of God. And then there's Genesis. Genesis, I think really the first time that I had an attachment to that term had nothing to do with the Bible. It had to do with Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And there is, during that time in the movie, there is a uh, it's not really a weapon. It is a device for uh, creating life where there is lifelessness, as they say. It's a um, it's a it's a torp space torpedo. That the idea is that you can launch it towards a desert or deserted um, heavenly object like a moon, 
And it goes through this scientific stuff, which almost instantaneously creates the planet uh, with life. And literally, that that's life from lifelessness. It's why they call it Genesis. And but I never got the the beyond. I I, I knew I knew Genesis was the first book of the Bible, but I never really dove into it, and I never really got beyond Star Trek II's reference of it. The the meaning behind why they had that in there. And that was just one of many, many, whenever I go through reading the Bible, I'm like, oh, that's where I've seen that in today's culture. It's amazing the influence of the Bible in today's culture. And in some ways that that's how God gets his word out, maybe just not directly, but plant seeds such as in the case with me. And the last thing I want to emphasize is and I emphasize this on the introduction episode before we actually get into reading the Bible, is that you have to be open-minded. You have to believe that there is a God before anything in the Bible makes sense. If you begin reading it with the eyes of a skeptic looking for proof, you're not going to find it. But if you start with the heart of a believer, just a complete walk of faith, I believe there is a God who created the universe and created me. And that's it. Just start from that. Then things begin to make sense. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you and look forward to talking with you next time.